Good morning, everybody. Jordan on fire. Men of Encouragement Podcast. We're going to have a good time today. Let's go. Uh huh. You take off. Turn them into sons and daughters. Good, good father. You a good, good father. You take off. Turn them into sons and daughters. Perfect in all your ways. Got me jumping off the steps. Each and every day. No, I gotta give them praise. And my life has changed. I'll never be the same. I am loved by you. That's just who I am. Oh my God, gotta lift on high. I get to it like there ain't no time. Put me in the dark where there ain't no shine. I'm a piper, give sight to the blind. Well, father, Papa, Jawa, having a whole lot of thought of where he go. I'ma follow. There ain't no other option. Whoa, hey, check my drill. You ain't no see nothing like this right here. Switch it up quick like I got a hundred gears. Got on my side, I ain't got no fear. Let be clear. Get my daddy house. What you capping about? Oh no, I don't know what that's about. Don't even pass it out. Without a doubt, fake don't clout. We talk that in, we walk that out. Look at me then, look at me now. Yeah. Boy, that name got so much power. Yeah, I am who I am. Welcome, everybody. It's the Men of Encouragement no podcast. Good, good We're going to get started here in just a few minutes. Good, good father. You take office. Turn them into sons and daughters. Good, good father. You a good, good father. You take office. Turn them into sons and daughters. Perfect in all your ways. Got me jumping up the stage. Each and every day. No, I got to give them praise. And my life has changed. I never be the same. I am loved by you. Whoa. That's who I am. See, a guy like me got to thank him always. Friday to Friday. Yeah, wifey, thank you for bringing them my way. Grace and mercy, Sophie, so I don't know why. Yeah, keep on stressing the past that's behind me. And I got a long way to go. Controversy ain't new to me. Shout out, praise, and blessings flew to me. There ain't nothing you can do to me, cause I'm nice. Jesus Christ took my life, flooded with ice. Put that lemonade up in my sprite. I'm just saying that he made me just right. Yeah, I got a little light, but I'm battling the darkness. Don't just cross me, you gotta be. What's good, Brother Dixon? All right, all right, all right. All is well. Yes, sir. It's a beautiful day. It's Saturday, everybody. It's Super Bowl weekend. And um, I'm going to fix something real quick. We're going to let the music ride. You can uh, let everybody know who we are. You want to do that? Do you want me to do do that? Yeah, or? Yeah, yeah, let them know who we are. Oh, Brother Q, who oh, yeah. is, the, is the host of uh, Men of Encouragement. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, concept and idea. Uh, men constantly need encouragement. You know, there's so much coming at us and so much weight on us that we definitely need to be encouraged. And uh, Brother Q has asked uh, me to join him uh, when we do these podcasts to support him in uh, the topics that he wants to bring about to deal with just that, to encourage men. So uh, my name is Donald Dixon. And of course, I'm a retired uh, 41-year counselor from the Portland Public Schools. Uh, we both attend the same church and we both participate in a men's ministry. And our whole goal is to do outreach to men, to let them know that they matter, that they make a difference and that we don't want them to be like Adam and go hide. And so we can't find out where you are. And so this is why we want to try to do outreach to you to let you know that uh, it's unconditional love. You know, I just heard recently that there is no unconditioned until there is a condition. And so conditions let you see that uh, whether or not it's unconditional. And so we want to try to be as unconditional as we possibly can. We do not want to give the image that we're perfect or that anyone else is perfect. 
only God is perfect. So we wouldn't need him if we had perfection. And so we all need help. We need each other. We need one another. And so this is opportunity for men to be encouraged. And uh, I thank Brother Q, you know, Quaylen for uh, putting this together so that we can do just that. This is a ministry to the men. And if it's a ministry to the men, ain't it almost a ministry for the women as well, would you say? Well, see, here's the thing about women. You know, they always going to pick up on everything that goes on. You Amen. know, you you know, there's, there's a whole lot of things that God didn't tell them to do. He told men to dwell with them with understanding. He didn't tell us. He didn't tell them to dwell with us with understanding. So they got us peeped out. Our <laughs> biggest issue is that we need to pay attention to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I encourage you all to make sure you follow the Men of Encouraging podcast because, you know, we talk to you, brothers. You know what I mean? Like one brother to another to, to encourage you to not be headless. So the formula works for this for you before that woman or women and our children if we are not headless and we are engaged. And so I encourage you to follow us and check out the podcast because we've got some some really great um, conversations that we've had just to encourage one another. This podcast, again, is a bit of encouragement. Um, we're here um, weekly right now because we, we've got an event coming soon. And um, want to make sure that want to make sure that everybody is aware. Um, yeah, so that it makes sure everyone's aware of what's going on and just engage. But also on a Saturday morning, just want to enlighten you and just encourage you. You know what I mean? Like this is always going to be a space, at least for Brother Dixon and I, as my as my host. He's a host here too. Um, we're always going to be doing things to uplift. Right. It's it's made of encouragement for a reason. So I encourage you to share this podcast and share it with um, the woman in your life, the man in your life, the children in your life. This is definitely a space that we have, um, you know, that was given to us to be able to just share and uh, testify and hopefully, like I said, encourage. So, um, you know, I want to get into do you have real quick because it's Super Bowl weekend. It's February 11th when this podcast is being recorded. And so um, do you have a favorite team for the for the Super Bowl? You know, my charges are not in it, but I have a favorite team who I'm going for. Do you have anybody you're going for? Well, not really. You know, uh, I, I just think that it's uh, historical to have two brothers uh, quarterbacking in the Super Bowl against each other. I don't I don't think that's ever happened before. And so under those circumstances, you know, there's a no, no, uh, no losing situation. Um, so I don't necessarily have a dog in this fight. Uh, I, I will say that um, my nephew did play for Philadelphia That's briefly, right. That's know, right. so, um, but I didn't develop a, a fine uh, feeling towards them because he got cut. You know, it was Chip Kelly that was the co coach at that time. And so, um, but other than that, you know, I mean, I don't have any ill feelings against Philadelphia. You know, I think they've had a great season. Um, I just think the X factor still is uh, Mahomes. I think Mahomes is the X factor. You know, he's the one that can make something happen that did nobody expect to happen. And that could be the X factor that could change the whole thing, you know. So I think he's the only one that can do that in, in this game. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he did something that would be spectacular and that would give him another Super Bowl. So uh, Kansas City is in, the, in my former, you know, I'm from Oakland, the Raiders, they're in the former division. So I really didn't have fine memories of them when they was in that division. But, um, you know, the Raiders, uh, I feel like, have betrayed me. They betrayed me a couple times, you know. I mean, it's kind of like uh, when, when, when when guys said the, 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 the hardest, the adulterous, you know. I mean, they took off and went to L.A. <laughs> and, and then they came back, and now they left and went to, to Los Angeles. So, I mean, yeah. to, uh, uh, to um, Vegas. So, right. So uh, and, and, and I've have suffered long with them, you know, and so I don't know if, I, if I'm going to suffer any longer with them, you know, now that they're not in Oakland anymore. So uh, right. so that that opens me up to be able to have a, a good feeling towards uh, Kansas City. I like I, I like I like more players than teams now. You know, right. so not too right. many teams. I like players. So I do like Mahomes. I think that he's a tremendous quarterback. And so, you know, um, what I like I like about Mahomes. And I talked about this, um, you know, because we have Bible study every week um, to church on Tuesday night. And mm -hmm. one of the things I liked about Mahomes and, you know, you and I always talk about the things that are spiritual. Mm -hmm. 
And um, and there's always something spiritual that's happening. And it, the, the tough thing about being able to see um, just all that's going on at times is like, if you don't like live a spiritual life and get into understanding what the spiritual life is is about, then you'll miss out on these things because um, there's constantly something going on. But when they won the, um, you know, the divisional uh, matchup and they interviewed Mahomes and Mahomes stepped to the mic and you know what he did first? What did he do first? I don't miss, I'm, I didn't he, see that. He gave, he, gave, he, gave, he gave praise to God. Amen. He, and, and, and that, you know, that's a big, that's a big moment right there. You know what right. I mean? Right. And so right. to me, like, when you think about how many people are watching, you know, and then you, you know, we talked about this too, is, um, you know, oftentimes when you have faith and you are uh, a Christian and you claim the, the name of Jesus Christ and um, what happens is, is you worry about what people are going to think of you. You know what I mean? And, and oftentimes it's the people who are really not following at all, who have a lot of criticism. Um, and then there's other Christians, right? And so for me, I, I was really encouraged by him. And I know this happens a lot. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of believers, you know, as much craziness that's in the world, there's a lot of believers and a lot of them aren't willing to take that when that moment comes and all the cameras are on you to give a praise like that. And so I, I love it because it, it came out of his mouth. It's out there. And, um, and it was really for a quick moment. And then it's, you know, then it's this thing about, you know, how we will look at him because he said that. And if anything happens in his life, you know, um, you know, what do we, you know, what do we think about God? What do we think about Christians and all that? And I think that that's, it's crazy, but I'm just glad that he's out there in the same way that we're out here today. <laughs> we're all yeah, about yeah, small, yeah. small scale. Well, well, in response to what you're talking about, you know, I don't know if he mentioned the name Jesus. Because okay. um, I, I think, because um, like I said, I didn't see it. So I would just ask that question what he did. But, you know, there are a lot of people who do not have a problem with saying God. Yeah. You know, you can go anywhere in the world and you can say God and it won't be a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's when you mention Jesus is yes. when there becomes a problem. And Jesus said that if you're going to be ashamed of me <laughs> in the world, then I will be ashamed of you in front of my father. So so don't come to the father on my behalf if you're ashamed of me. So and then he also said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit and he is going to testify about who I am. So if you have the Holy Spirit in you and you're not testifying about Jesus. The Holy Spirit will be inactive because the Holy Spirit only responds to the testimony of Jesus. Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, one of the things, you know, Brother Dix, I know you, you have an online class you teach as well, right? <clears throat> yes, a couple. Yeah. You know, the one thing about um, coming into like, you know, we're, we're going to get we're going to get to the topic. But all of this is all coming together as well. But one of the things about coming into understanding um, who God is and and being able to you know, block out a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise around God, Jesus, you know, spirituality, you know, there's people worship a lot of different things. So there's a lot of noise. And so the one thing about learning about God is being able to study and be taught, you know what I mean? And have um, those who can, you know, teach, you know, and, you know, close to in proximity and, and finding the resources and finding people who have found the resources to connect with. And one of the things that I feel, you know, I just, I can't tell you this enough. You know what I mean? Like you just did it already, already on this podcast, how much I appreciate you because there is, you know, there is a divinity of God's word in his order. And it's not, you know, it's not like it looks like in the, you know, in the outside world. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have teachers, you know, not just preachers, but teachers who, who edify God, and God alone, you know, to to lift him up will help you to get past a lot of noise. There's a lot of things blocking people from coming in. And so I just I just say this because if um, if you want to know more and you want to lean in the more and you may not be ready for church, I I uh, recommend that you will, um, you know, follow Mount, Mount Olivet, the church that we go to. We have an online service at nine. And um, and at eleven thirty, and you can catch it on YouTube and Facebook and whatnot. But also reach out to uh, Brother Dixon. 
Um, you can reach out to me to get to him as well. Uh, and as you can see, I have my, um, you know, my social here for us. So I just want to let let the world know to fill up his inbox because you yeah, want because yeah. you want some Jesus. Amen. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Brother Dixon, today, the, the conversation that we're going to have today is about fatherhood. You know, we talk and we meet and, and it's always a pouring in to what do men need and what are we struggling with? Um, you know, and and I think about this weekend, you know, for Super Bowl weekend, I have a fond memory and I'll share if you want like to share as well. Uh, feel free. But some of my fond memories of my father is, you know, going fishing. Right. I've got a lot of fishing stories, listening to the Lakers on the AM radio with Chick Hearns. I also have fond memories of the Super Bowl weekends and spending time with family, you know, pastimes with, with the family and my dad just cooking, you know, barbecue, um, you know, the dominoes, the laughter, you know, family, the, the trash talk with family on the spades table. Um, a lot of things that we've been able to do together um, for fun. You know what I mean? And part of this, you know, part of this episode today is to just kind of just make sure that we are grounded and being reminded of, you know, the job of being leaderful, you know, in our homes as men and fathers, you know, disciplinary and all that. That's, you know, those are important things that we're going to have show after show encouraging those things. But there's also a time for us to have, you know, um, make memories with our children, make memories and, and have fond memories. And so, I just wanted us to just spend some time to kind of reflect on uh, on why that's important. And um, I know you've had a you know a lot of years of counseling um, children in, in school, high school. And I just wonder for you, did you know how do you see the importance of fatherhood and actually how, you know spending quality time and you know and and making memories for your children? Well. I think this is a very interesting topic. Um, I want to first say that we're, we're not going to try to pretend that there also are not some memories that are not so fond. Also, Amen. you know, for for many men, uh, they may not even have an opportunity to deal with fond memories uh, with their kids. You know, so we always have to keep in mind the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so we we can choose to just think about those things that are fond. And, 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 and not dwell on and get caught up on those things that weren't so great, that, that, that weren't so fine. Yeah. Um, a quick story, I just uh, came back from DC and I met with one of my former students who is 50 years old right now. And uh, when she was 18, she came to me and asked me, would I dance with her in the debutante ball because she didn't have a father and she said that I would be a father figure for her to be able to dance with her. So I had to go learn how to do all the, the waltzes and things like that so I could be ready at the father-daughter ball. And um, so when she picked me up, she reminded me of that. You know, I hadn't even thought about it, you know, but she reminded me of that. And she said, Mr. Dixon, on that day that you danced with me, my father came to town and he showed up and came and saw you dancing with me. Wow. Oh my goodness. And then she said, and then after seeing him, I never saw him again. I haven't seen him again since mm. I was 18 when she was 18 years old and she's 50 now. And she haven't seen her father since. And so that was her fond memory of me being a father figure for her to dance with her at the ball, whereas she said she had other girls who did not get a chance to dance in the ball because they didn't have a father or a father figure. Wow. Okay. So you bringing up this topic of fond memories, you know, that wasn't even my biological daughter, but I had plenty other daughters Amen. who seemed to see me as a father figure under those circumstances. So, but for me and my own biological children, First and foremost, my fond memory is being there at their birth. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had, um, you know, um, cutting cutting the you know the, the umbilical cord for both of them was was quite a fond memory. Uh, my second child, my daughter, she was a ten pounder, 
And uh, I got a chance to go into the nursery with her and clean her and everything. And I looked around and saw all the babies. And and to me, they looked very small. And I said, man, you got a lot of preemies in here. And they said, no, Mr. Dixon, you have a big baby. Your baby is 10 pounds. You have a big baby. You know? so, so that's a very fond memory. You know, both of them, I watched grow up and go to school, take the kindergarten. And then I, I, I'll, I'll fast forward all the way to high school. They both went to the same high school that I worked at. Wow. And then I had to take they had to get up with me and go to uh, school with me every day for all their years in school. Um, my daughter ended up driving early and she did that on purpose so that she would be able to drive and go herself. And so the, the deal was, OK, if you don't get up to go to school before I do, you're going with me. You know, so she she always got up early enough so that she could drive herself to school versus having to ride with dad. You know, so that's a fond memory. Uh, taking both of them to their colleges. You know, and spending time with them after I dropped them off at their colleges. Uh, that's a fond memory. You know, all the travels and all the things, you know. So so there was a lot of things. And since you mentioned your own father, my, my mother and my father separated um, when I was about the seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. And um, because of the, 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 it was a junior high school back then. Because of the junior high school that I was going to, my mom moved to the other side of the city and my father stayed closer to the the, high, the junior high school. And I had a chance to live with him, just me and him and, the, and, and his other four kids, you know, were, were with them. It was five of us by him. And um, so I got a chance to live with him for a whole year. And I and, and unfortunately, the school closed. And when that school closed is when I moved to be with my mom to go to. The, the junior high school that was where she was at. But for that whole year living with my father, just he and I dealing with him going to work, me going to school. I had to walk to school back during those days. We were walking. We wasn't doing anything else. Wasn't buses. No, it was walking to school. Um, just spending time watching him, dealing with him, him, keep, him feeding me, taking care of me and everything else like that. You know, that that's probably the fondest memory that I have of my father and um, and being with him during that time period. You know, I, I, um, you know, those moments for me, like with my son, it's, uh, we've had so many moments of laughing and silliness, um, and vulnerability, you know, to be able to like, just really connect at a human level with my son. Cause you know, the, when you're the, the father, son, you know, and you're, you know, that, that difference between age and responsibility, sometimes it's hard, you know, to kind of you know, take that that layer of ourselves, the responsibility off just to connect at a human level. And um, and I was just so thankful, like over the years, like unknowingly, we just have so many, so many moments that we've captured of being able to laugh um, and things that are in his mind that he can bring up. And like there's little stories, you know, of um, we've got this one where uh, <laughs> we've got this one where his mom, at the time we were, we were married and she was out of town and we went to uh, uh, Dave and Buster's and ordered some food to eat and we ordered um, drinks and we ordered root beer. And when they brought the root beer out, the root beer was in a, um, you know, looked like a, like a, looks like a beer bottle, mm -hmm. right? And so um, we had made this video and I, I don't know what happened. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I have the video and I'll post it. But my son just is drinking this root beer. It's literally a root beer. And he's, he might be seven, you know? And he drinks the root beer. And he says, um, oh, he, he drinks it. And, he's, and he has some saying that he says, I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's now something that every time we sit down to eat, there's this memory of that time when we were together alone. And so why these things are important um, men, women who are watching and listening to this, why these moments are important is because these are your bridges to connection. This is where you build the trust, you know, with your child. There's a lot of parenting that we have to do. There's a lot of, you know, you know, we can get real spiritual today and, and give you the word, you know, the, you know, the verse that my father gave me is uh, Proverbs three, five, and six. 
You know what I mean? Like I, I can get deep like that, but there's there's still these moments that we need to be able to connect and have just a gentleness with our children. You know, there's a lot of things that happen when we're just parenting, 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 policing, policing, policing. They're making mistakes. They're making, they're doing things that are aggravating. But you know what? We got to love our children like God loves us. That's 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 one of the that's one of the burdens that you know nobody prepares you for. It's cute, it's, it's pretty. The kids are wonderful, but we still have to love them unconditionally. And so, in those moments when you can have those moments and you try to find ways to have those moments, you know, in a gentle way, humbly, you connect. And it doesn't have to be really that big. I'm talking a root beer, right? I'm talking just a, a root beer. We're having a root beer, and it's a thing now. Whenever we have it, right? And so, what are those moments that you're creating? to be able to connect with your kids. We're, we're having this podcast because next week we're going to be, you know, we're going to be having the father-daughter breakfast. And I'm like, what are you doing? And sometimes it's hard to think of what I could do to, you know, to bridge, you know, a, a closer relationship. It might be a good relationship, but I hope you want it. And I'm going to use this. I hope you want it to be gooder, you know, with your kids. Right. And so next Saturday, next Saturday, it's $10. You know, it's, it's $10 for her a father-daughter breakfast and your heart, you know what I mean? Your time. And so just what are those moments? What are those things that you're doing to, um, you know, to connect with your kids at a very intimate level? Um, Brother Dixon, I want you to reflect on that, but I also just know that you've been in counseling with kids and seeing kids struggle. How important it is. How can you talk about how important it is at a, you know, you can go into the well <laughs> if you will, mm -hmm. to to the kids' development, their confidence, their sense of security, for those intimate moments like that, can you can you talk about that? Well, I'll I'll, I'll bring up another story um, concerning my daughter. Um, she went to Tuskegee, and she was in a dorm one evening uh, with a bunch of the girls, and they were sitting around talking about their fathers. And uh, I think it was by like 14, 15 girls. And uh, not not one of them had a father that had been in their life. They were talking about, you know, sperm donors and, you know, all these different type of things. And so they were really talking, you know, you know, bitterness and resentment towards their fathers and everything else. And um, um, so I got a call from my daughter who told me that this was going on, you know, I thought, you know, what's, what's wrong. You call, she calling me up. I'm saying, what's wrong, what's going on and everything else like that. She said, no dad, I just wanted to call you and tell you, I appreciate you. I say, what, what's done, what's got into you? You know, you, you, you okay? <laughs> she said, yeah, I'm okay. She said, I was just sitting around with a, a bunch of girls who were talking about their fathers and, and you know, how much bitterness, resentment, you know, how much hurt, how much pain was going on in that room. And I couldn't say nothing, you know. I couldn't say anything because I have a father. I have I have you, and so I wanted to call and and tell you that. And uh, it never dawned upon me, <laughs> you know. And I, and I know I pretty much have taken it for granted because you've been in my life my whole life, you know. So it is so important, you know, for for the parents to be in their life once again, good, bad, or ugly. And even if you haven't been in there up until now, you know, starting now still makes a difference. Sure, you know, there will be some some resentment about the past and what you didn't do and what they would like to have you do. And, and um, but, you know, moving forward, if you're consistent, then, you know, all that love will will help to overcome, you know, the pain of the past. You know, I never missed one game of either one of my kids. Uh, I was all at every one of their events. Um, and so I strive to to do that. I can remember one time my son, you know, who, who played basketball, traveled when he was a fifth grader to San Diego and played in the tournament with about 150 teams. And they got down to the finals. And they lost on a last second shot. I mean, like a half court last second shot. And my son, who had had, had, had a great game, started crying like a baby came over to me and started crying like a baby and i had to hold him embrace him console him and everything i mean i couldn't trip off the fact that we lost on the last second shot i had to deal with not only comforting him but all the kids and their parents 
who were there had to comfort the kids because, you know, these are fifth graders and they lost on the last second shot uh, of, of a tournament that uh, they were in the championship game of that had that many, many teams and stuff like that, you know. So so we make a difference and and there's no manual for parenting. You don't get a chance to get a manual to say, okay, do, and even if you did have it, it wouldn't work for you, you know, because what works for one parent don't work for another, you know. And so we are all on the job training for each kid that we get, you know, some you have the baby proof and the other ones you don't, you know, and um, I have my 17 month old grandson and now I'm developing some fine memories with him because it, 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 he is off the hook, you know, for 2023 kids, you know, I mean, they totally different than, you know, the 1988 and 89 and 91 kids that I just had, you know, so, um, so you have to go, uh, you know, we have people in the past, our parents and other people that kind of can give us some advice about things that we run into. But um, you're really on the job training. And, uh, you know, for those who are believers, you have to trust God, trust the Lord. The Bible says to train the kid up in the way that they're supposed to go. The way they're supposed to go is to know who he is and not to think that you're God. And I think too many times kids get disappointed when they find out that their parents are not God. And that uh, they are let down. Uh, they feel like you betrayed them and led them on to thinking that you was more than what you are. And I think a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves as parents to be God to our kids. And when God says, no, they belong to me, not to you, they're on loan to you. <laughs> they're on loan to you to be to get them prepared for who who I am and my plans that I have for their life. You know, so I think parents, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Uh, this father-daughter breakfast that's coming up, it's a great opportunity for fathers to connect, reconnect with their daughters. Or if you have, you know, a niece or a grand a granddaughter uh, or even, you know, your daughter's friend, you know, who doesn't have a father, you know, bring her. You know, uh, you know, you can bring an aunt, you know, if you if you have an auntie that, that needs to be out, you know. And I think oftentimes we have to be intentional. Um, just like we have date nights for our wives, because a lot of times, you know, as husbands, we have to have a date night for our wife. We need to take a time to make sure that we have a date night, that we still courting, dating and doing all those things that we use to get them. You know, we have to continue to keep doing those things to keep them. And I think even for our daughters, you know, we need to have a special day or a special time, or a special night with our daughters. And um, here's an opportunity right here to have breakfast with your daughter. And then you may want to continue on after this, continue, continue to keep having breakfast with your daughter, a special day where you have breakfast with your daughter. So uh, it promises to be good food for sure. Yes. And uh, a good time of all of us seeing one another with, with the girls for all ages. You'll have some 80 year old fathers who, who have some 60 year old daughters, you know, and all the way down to the 18 year old boy who may have his, his uh, infant or toddler. So yeah. we just welcome everybody out and uh, hope to see you there. Yeah, and come from the um, encouraging word of Pastor Wendell as well um, to just hopefully enrich your love for one another. Um, you know, one of the things about the the fatherless that that I've seen recently and just been on my heart, uh, I've been blessed. You know, there's a lot of people who um, who don't know who their father is um, or they do know who their father is, but they don't have any relationship at all. And so one of the things that um, I was just observing, you know, Deion, Deion Sanders has been doing a lot with his own son. And um, I saw recently on social media, you know, there's a, a post of him just talk, walking his son onto the football field, pouring into him letting him know who he is, reassuring his identity. You got this, son. You, you've, been, you've been trained. You've studied. You've done all the things. Hearing those things from your father does something for you. You know, it, it does something for you to walk with your children and to encourage them and give them love and give them encouragement and hopefully a good word from God. And when I read the, when I, when I saw the video, I was moved by it. And then I read the thread and Brother Dixon, man, like I may even get emotional right now. It's just to hear this cry of all of these people that I wish I had a father. Mm. I wish mm. I had someone mm. like him. 
because either they had a bad father and they want a good father. And we know that, and Dion will say it himself, that he's not, the, he's not a perfect man himself, but it was letting us know like how important these roles are. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And yes, mm -hmm. our mothers, we love our mothers, but our fathers are important. And then I, I, as a man, I'm listening to this. My dad's voice to me has become even more significant as a man than it was when I was a child. So like on my heart, I immediately was like, my dad um, doesn't have a lot of memories, fond memories as a child with his, his father. And he pretty much grew up without his dad. So I'm telling the men who are on there that, and I'm telling the men who are watching this right now, that my own father didn't have his father. And what he did have, he had very little. But he became the best father in the whole wide world to me. So I'm saying, I'm going, young men, man, wherever you are, if you didn't have a father, don't let that be your excuse. Because my father is in my life. He's been married to my mother for 53 years. Like he has had to, to grind, you know what I mean? He's had to learn a lot of things, but he, he's there. So you can be the father the world needs you to be. When I say world, we, need, we talk about this podcast. We are, we are talking at you men. We hope to encourage you men. We're not here to say that you are a failure because of anything. We're trying to tell you you are important. And whatever has happened and wherever you find yourself at in relationship to your children, keep on. You know what I mean? Keep on because of the significance of it. There is a cry on the earth of fatherless men and women. And we can do things like Brother Dixon said. We can go to a dance for with, you know, with the with the niece. You know what I mean? Depending on depending on where you're at, when the space that you're in and have a moment, a fond memory that can change the course of someone's life. Right. And it doesn't have to continue on that 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 lost that void that you had doesn't need to continue, you know, carrying on in your life and showing up in all these broken relationships and brokenness in your life. It doesn't have to doesn't have to. And so so my call and just in my heart, I say, you know, we got to get a relationship with God because, you know, letting that stuff go is hard. Getting ourselves right is hard. You know what I mean? It's hard. So like, I have men's ministry and I'm in there. You know what I mean? I, I can call, you know, Brother Dixon anytime after after this call and, and get into it. So I can I can call my father because I'm I'm thank I'm thankful to God that I have my father. I can still talk with him. You know, and then I think about my, you know, our parents talk to them, the ones you do have, especially as the, as we get older and they've lost their parents. There's wisdom on the side of them not having their parent that they can tell you about not having. It's something about having something that you can you can appreciate something when you have it to only a certain degree. Whew. But when you don't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you understand the importance of fatherhood. You, you yeah. understand the importance of those moments. Yeah. You can't well, get them back. Yeah. I, I, I want to speak to something that you, you, you just brought to my attention. And I want to encourage these men. First of all, we can't change history. You know, and so you're talking about memories, you know, we can't change history. We have, like I said, there's a lot of bad memories and there's a lot of broken relationships. And and there are a lot of men who have several children and sometimes they may have several children by several women. Um, and even the children that they may have or one or two, they may not have a good relationship with the mother. And so I, I want to encourage men to not be discouraged about not having that relationship that you need to have in order for you to see or have a relationship with your son or with your daughter or with your child. Um, this is where it's very important to be a believer because a lot of times it's going to take supernatural power. And you have to always recognize that, you know, for the kid's sake, you're going to have to have some kind of relationship with the mother. And as difficult as that may be, you're going to, for the kid's sake, have to do it no matter what, because they're tied to the hip forever, just like you're tied to the hip forever. So you can't undo what's been done. And so there was a time where the relationship had to be somewhat good because you, you made the baby or babies. And so unless you were just going around just making babies and didn't necessarily want to have a relationship, you still had to be a smooth talker or whatever 
to to get the woman to be able to make a baby with the woman. So uh, that relationship is going to have to be developed in some kind of form and fashion because the importance of that kid having a father in their life, they still see you, whether they don't see you, you're still going to be important no matter what. Whether you want to be important or not, you are you have been made to be important because fathers are important in the life of children, period. And that cannot be taken away. So whether you accept the responsibility or not, uh, it has been given to you. And so that relationship has to be you need if she's not a believer, you need to pray for her. If you're not a believer yourself, you need to be prayed for. Uh, because it takes supernatural to overcome those broken relationships, those destroyed relationships, all the hurt and all the pain and all the agony that they're going through. I mean, sometimes women can be very bitter, resentful, angry, um, you know, for what took place in that relationship that causes them to act and behave the way they do concerning you being the father or being in a life, you know, you may have remarried, married somebody else and, and uh, you know, necessarily didn't be with them. And so they feel like they were used and abused. There could be all kinds of reasons. But in any event, you need to reconcile that relationship so that you can be reconciled with your kids. Amen. Amen. Um, so it's difficult. And when you said there's something you got to do it for the children, what's the doing? I'm going to say this. This is from Brother Q. Because um, I'm divorced, right? And I'm going to say this is to press on and um, learn to be selfless. You know what I mean? So whatever that's getting in between her or him, whatever the situation is, press on. And what I'm going to encourage you to do is to love her and to love him. That's that's where you... That's, that's the target. That's the destination. No matter whatever's going on, if you have children, you got to find your way. And this is the supernatural piece that this is one part of the supernatural that's going to be needed because in our hearts, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, as pastor would say, there's a lot of fiery, you know, things that we will have in relationships. And I'm telling you on behalf of your children, on behalf of the generations that come from your children, will you lay it down? Will you lay it down? Will you press on and love her in spite of herself? A godly love. You know what I mean? And so I, I say that also, too, because even in your absence, you could think you could be absent and think that it, it doesn't matter. It matters. These, are your, these children belong to you. So even if you don't even get to have the contact with them, be well. So if in the event that you make the connection with one another in time, that you are well. So be well in the meantime. And, and two other, just two other things too is find time to reflect on the good times. This podcast today is making fond memories. Take time to reflect on the fond memories because in a lot of our relationships, we need to heal. And, some, and sometimes we just need to reflect on the good times so we can invest and have a buffer there for the times where something may not be so good. But spend time thinking about those things because we get away from it. We get away from reflecting about those road trips, you know, the songs that you sang together in the car. You know, um, there's a lot of little things that are coming to me even as we're doing this podcast. And I say all of this because don't wait. Because you know what happens is when we get to the funeral, it all comes back to us. All, all the little things, all the little memories and things. And so if you love your children, give them the gift of fond memories. Because we know we're not going to be here forever. Give them the gift of fond memories. Love, connection, genuine, authentic love, selfless, unconditional love, moments, laughter. You know what I mean? You can't buy love. Amen? You cannot buy love. So, so have store that storehouse into your kids love memories share your vulnerability to your love for for god share it store it into them because these are the things that when the scripture says to focus on those things that are good let it be the things let it be part of those good things that you were doing that you participated in to to lift up your child 
and, and to give them something that they can be able to, to endure. Um, I'm so happy that you um, spoke as from experience of being a divorcee um, about loving um, the, the mother of the child. And I think for most men, they would think that that's impossible. But you, you and I know that nothing is impossible with God. It is not natural to love someone who is unlovable, but it can be done supernaturally. And so you need to call upon a higher power in order for you to do that, because it is a requirement. It has to happen. You're going to have to love them in spite of how you feel and your emotions are, because before the child's sake, you're going to have to love them. And the Bible says to love your enemies. So if you have to love your enemies and if you want to consider her as an enemy, you have to love her anyway. So there's no way out of loving. We have to love irregardless. And so now God responds to you loving under those circumstances. And now he supernaturally enables you to do so because you are willing to do so. OK, since you're willing to do so. And the kid is going to benefit in seeing that you love their mother, okay? And now that releases the opportunity for you to spend more time with your kid and for you to have some cooperation and fellowship. Now, that's not going to happen overnight, especially if you built up this wall that causes that not to happen. So, But you need to begin. You can start today. You know, if you're a believer, I, I put more pressure on you than anybody else. You know, you need to call her and say, can I pray for you? You need to pray for her. You need to pray for her salvation and she's not saved. But you need to begin to start developing that relationship so that you can do co-parenting in a way that's going to be beneficial to the kids. Amen. Amen. And and it's OK. You're going to get rejected, too. Let me just tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go, go through some stuff. Yeah. You can't no. give up. You can't give up. You can't quit. You can't yeah. cave in. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't it ain't love. If it ain't got no, if you ain't got no, if, if, if a part of you ain't got to die. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was deep, Brother Dixon. I, I hear that. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it ain't it. love unless you got a part of you die. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know what part yes. of you that got to die is the, the spiritual parts of you. And, and we and we talking, we talking brother to brother right now. This ain't, you know, this ain't to try to break nobody down. But these the part of us that has to die is our pride. These are spiritual things. I'm telling you because it's about the kids. It's about the generations to come. It's like when you are gone, that you're putting into this world purposefully what God has put in and has given to you and has available to you. So you are dying of the resentment, the bitterness. These are spiritual things that are fiery that even though you feel like you feel and you think that you can just be about you, it has an effect. If you want your kids to prosper and to do well, remove all distractions remove all noise so bitter bitterness resentment hostility your pride your ego these are all things that will influence my my whole thing is as a parent it's crazy you know they say um you do as i say you do as do do as i was it what's this what's do the as saying? i say not as i do I do right but you know what really happens <laughs> they do, do as you, you do, do. <laughs> you know what i mean and so those things those things if you are wrestling with those things those things are the things that they need to die. And it, and and this is why when he says, I, you know, I'm, it starts with you. It's about our heart. It's about our relationship with the father. And it's our, you know, and it's our relationship, you know, with God's word. It's our relationship with Jesus Christ that will empower you. And those things, all of these things can be taken away from you. You don't have, you don't have to live in that way and it will empower you. And, and in, in a lot of ways, if, if that other person is not there yet, you will, um, you will be able to help bless them and empower them to have a healthier, you know, relationship to focus on the generation to come through the children. I mean, this is such a word that we can get into, but this, yeah. uh, <laughs> this has been a great, this has been a great time. Um, before we go, um, next Saturday, father daughter breakfast, everybody, um, we want you, if you're seeing this and you're hearing this, you think this is not for you, your daughter's not home or whatever the situation is. I do not believe that you don't know somebody who, who could 
come, who would want to come, who needs to come, who has a daughter. And so we encourage you and invite you to invite everyone who, um, and right now the tickets are still on sale online and tickets are selling. And we hope we still have room for more people, um, but I know how things get closer, things may you know, tighten up, but we encourage you all to get your tickets, to come to this event. There's gonna be prizes, it's gonna be a chance for you to have a, you know, to capture this, you know, this beautiful moment with your child with a picture, right? Um, I believe there's prizes and it's just gonna be a good time. It's only for a couple hours. And so um, I, pray that, I pray that you would come. Uh, Brother Dixon, you have any last words? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, once again, this is opportunity to begin to start some fond memories uh, with, your, with, your, with your kids if you don't have any. And a date night, a breakfast day uh, with your daughter, you know, you can have a good opportunity. I mean, I wish my daughter was here. I'd love to have a, a daughter, uh, father-daughter breakfast uh, date with her, you know, often. You know, we do things by phone and everything else like that. But yes, yeah. So I, I just think this is a great opportunity for uh, and not only just for the, the the fathers and the daughters themselves, but to see other father daughters and other men with with uh, with their relationships. You know, it, it's just something about being corporate with everybody all together, uh, you know, being in that kind of environment. So I look to see everybody there and um, have a blessed time. Amen. So um, please follow us on Instagram. Um, you can follow us soon here on YouTube and Spotify. It'll be up this weekend. And um, there it is there. It's uh, men underscore of encouragement. Again, reach out to us individually. I encourage you if you are struggling to find a place just to be able to learn about God and his word. Um, I'm going to share my brother Dixon with you. <laughs> um, he has a class that he teaches and also the, the church has some classes as well. And we just thank you guys for tuning in and, um, and being with us. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. And we hope to see you next week at the, uh, the father daughter breakfast. It's uh, February 18th um, from nine to 11 at Mount Olivet. Um, and it's going to be a good old time. Well, I love you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. Peace. <laughs>